What's going on, Dunces family? Is another episode of the Dunces podcast here with myself, Jay, and the other guys are not here today. It is just uh, me as the consistent dunce, dunce, right? I guess that's what it is. But we got our friend Jerry here, a uh, good friend of mine. Jerry, what's going on, bro? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who's your team? So I'm a big Knicks fan. I've been a Knicks fan since I was a kid. So yeah. It's uh, depressing. Uh, yeah, no, that's <laughs> my boy, Jerry. Uh, one of the best ballers I know from out here, uh, you know. So uh, we, we wanted to just sit down, talk a little bit about what's going on around the league. But first and foremost, we really want to get into uh, the New York Knicks. And before we even get into that, a quick shout out to the All-Star game this year or the All-Star weekend this year. All-Star game was a lot of fun. Seeing LeBron back in his own town, score the game-winning bucket, Steph Curry going off for 50 points. Dunk contest was trash, but we don't got to get into that. Shout out the Knicks, though. Obi Toppin, he won it. Hey, we That's, won something. <laughs> yeah, finally, I did something. You know, <laughs> And also a good weekend for Garland and Jared Allen, two guys who definitely deserve to be in the All-Star, uh, All-Star game and just All-Star festivities. And, uh, yeah, the Rising Stars game was really cool. I love the new format that they got going on. Even the Celebrity game was fun. So everything this weekend was just amazing, except for the dunk contest. Please fix that. Shout out Carl Anthony Towns, too. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the topic at hand. Uh, you know, there's not really much going around the league. You know, it is post-All-Star break. The trades already happened. There's not really much to talk about. So we kind of just want to have a discussion on – one of the biggest disappointments this season. So the New York Knicks last year were one of the Cinderella stories, if you will. They were a top four seed, I believe. They, you know, led by Julius Randle, his first time being an All-Star last season, uh, Coach Thibs. And uh, Derek Rose was there. You know, he got traded a few months into the season. Emmanuel Quickly was a rookie. You know, a lot of a big bright spot for them. R.J. Barrett was getting better each and every game. Mitchell Robinson was a key part. And there was Noel, Taj Gibson, just – it was a collective group but that they played really well with last season. And then once the playoffs came around, I mean, we all saw what happened, Julius Randle and all them, you know, they lost to the Hawks. Uh, but it was still a lot of momentum there coming into this season, especially after bringing in Kemba Walker, a native New Yorker, and Evan Fournier, a sniper, right? And then uh, springing back Alec Burks, bringing back D. Rose. It just seemed like this team was bound to do something this season. And frankly, that's not what happened. So right now they are the 12th seed at 25 and 34. But enough me talking about a team that I despise. Let's get into the guy that loves the team. Jerry, how do you feel about this Knicks team this season? Like, where have things gone wrong? What do you see? Like, just just talk to me, man. Well, if we go back to last season when they were – playing really good. Um, I always said this to everybody. Uh, there was no fans. Mm. Playing in Mecca when there's fans, it gets, it gets crazy in there. So only the real good stars or the actual, like, consistent players can play through, you know, these tough, you know, New York Knicks fans were tough. We Y'all crazy. We, we say crazy stuff, and then if they, yeah. they have jinx on them, then it's a whole different story, you know? So the whole time, the whole year, I was like, I was ex I was happy. I'm going to come and tell you, hey, you know, you know, we're in four, the four C. Who would have thought? But I always said, I'm going to wait till next year. Mm -hmm. I always said that. I'm going to wait till next year because it's completely different when you play with people watching you. Right. With empty uh, arena. And 
arena, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then when you play with people watching fans, it's a completely different game. Yeah. Uh, Julius Randle, again, I said I was going to wait till next year. <laughs> the playoffs kind of gave me a, a, a glimpse of who he was, who he is really as a, as a player. Um, he's not a first option. Uh, he could be a second option at the top, but he's more of a third option, in my opinion. But, yeah, man, this year, not going to this year, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. We're all over the place. We have a lot of young guys that we could, we should be playing because our starters, our veterans are not yeah, playing up to part to their yeah. contracts. So I, I don't understand. I kind of understand why Tip plays a veteran out of respect. But at the same time, you know, if you're not playing up to par, next man up. Right. And there's been times when he, the young guys have played and they play really, they play really good. You can't expect much from them because they're still young. They're going to make the average. Right. But that's the point of having the young ones uh, come in. So, yeah, man, it's it's been a disappointment, disappointment see, uh, season. Uh, I, I didn't think they were going to be in four seed. I thought at least eight. Right, like a play-in type team. But right, right now we're at 12, so it's a disgrace. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned the, the young guys because everybody knows Coach Tibbs. Like, he don't play young guys. and it, That's what he's always been known for, even when his time in, in Chicago. The only reason why he played D. Rose for being a young guy was because he proved that he is the man, right? Like, you know, a young D. Rose, man, was high flyer, doing everything he could for that team. Uh, but it also, we saw it costed him. Right, because yeah, Tibbs is the same coach that made D Rose play when he didn't have to play, and then his whole career, though it's been great so far. I mean, he he's really picked back up, but for for a while there, he was kind of irrelevant, right? And and a lot of that starts with with Tibbs Tibbs' decision in keeping him in that game against Philly, in, back in two thousand eleven, I believe it was two thousand twelve. No, two thousand eleven. So. You know, you could say the coaching is a real big, big reason as to why this team is bad. But then you got also the personnel. Do you think that the personnel fit bringing in a guy like Kemba, bringing in a guy like Fournier to play alongside the Rose, along quickly, along Burks? It, it was basically five guards that they're running. And then R.J. Barrett is there. And then they trade for Cam Reddish. Do you think that that just the personnel around each other, like, would it act? did it actually really – look on paper as good as it seemed or not? You mean like the front office? Yeah, like do you think they made a good de- good decisions in, with, with those? Like in the in the moment, once you saw them them things go down, did you think that they were actually good moves or not? Because I personally think that they, they were, but I was obviously really wrong. But I want to get your take on it. So I think contract-wise, they were good contracts. They're not contracts that are going to kill us. You know, right. like Kemba is only two years, one year uh, – is what eight million, I believe. So yeah, for two years he's about to make sixteen or eighteen million, I believe. Yeah. So you know, having veterans like that, like Kemba, is good. You know, but if you're gonna have him playing back to back games, and you know, basically the way the season has, it's not gonna work out. Look yeah. what happened. He's he's done for the season. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna <laughs> ask you that too. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's that's insane. But if anything, it has been when it comes to Kemba, at least I'm gonna start with Kemba. Uh, Kemba, as disappointing as it has been, because you know, 
I I'm I'm originally from New York. So when I see a New York guy play for the Knicks, you know, you root for him. Right, of course. And I was happy with him, but I didn't think it was gonna work out in the sense of his uh being, you know, his health. His yeah. uh was that I think he has knee knee issues. Yeah. Knee issues. Yeah. So but he's a he's nothing but a professional. You know, look at yeah. the way he handled himself when they took him off the, the lineup. He right. straight up professional. He never spoke bad about the coach. He, he handled it like a pro. So what does that do? We got a lot of young guys in our, in our team. They saw that. Mm-hmm. They, they saw how he handled it. If you compare the way Julius Randle has been acting this whole season to the way Campbell has been acting, it's two different yeah. players. One's professional and one acts like a kid. Um, so it, it's good to have somebody like that in, in your team. Right. Uh, of course, you want Campbell to play, but unfortunately... He, at, at this stage of his career, he can't like you know. I feel like he's more of a, a backup point guard of anything. Yeah. Um, Evan Fournier, not gonna lie, wasn't too happy about it. He's he's been a good player in the league, but he's played for teams that are trash. <laughs> yeah. So I agree. like, yeah, you know. So <laughs> like, I was like, really. <laughs> I would I I wish they just brought Bullock back. You know, Bullock was just yeah. asking, I believe I heard what was it, three years, 36 mil. Yeah. So he would have saved money from, but you know, Fournier has been playing good. He had a rough start in the beginning. Uh, yeah. I think Fournier is he's more of like a team player type, like team flow. Uh right. you know, if the ball's been is passing around, he's gonna be more consistent with it. In the beginning, mm-hmm. I feel like other than the first game when we played Boston, I feel like it's been like the we play too much one on one sometimes through Randall, right? And then the flow of the game kind of stops and it affects a player like Fournier. But now they're starting to mesh well together, and even though we're still losing, because unfortunately, you know, defensively it's another story, but offensively. <laughs> yeah. You still see you see them like getting yeah they're uh, finding their stride oh. yeah but um honestly I think it's you know I was hoping they would trade him just so that the yeah. younger guy come and, and take the spot you know so I wanted I wanted to ask you about that because I mentioned it on, on one of our last pods and it was at, it was all over uh, social media the two teams that people thought would make a trade or at least were there was a lot of buzz you know it was the Lakers and the Knicks. Now, you know, we don't have to talk about the Lakers. You know, that's that's a whole other topic. But the Knicks, they said it, you know, Fournier, Burks, Kemba, everybody is up for grabs. Literally nobody is untouchable, right? Obviously that – even though they said that, obviously Derrick Rose is untouchable because Derrick Rose is, is Tibbs' guy. Like, that's not even a – you know. But everybody else can come and go. Like, it does not matter. So with that being said – do you think that the Knicks should have made a trade? And if so, who would you like to have seen be gone? You mentioned Fournier. Okay. Do you think Randall should have been somebody that they should have at least, you know, sprinkled into some trade talks? Or, or like, what, what's another player that you think just got to find a new home because they're just not helping your team? So, like you said, I, I said Fournier. I would have been okay with that. Um, yeah. uh, Randall. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know a lot of Knicks fans out there, they're like, trade him, trade him, especially when <laughs> once he gave us the thumbs down and then, you know, playing 
And he yeah. said, thumbs down, like, you don't do that to the fans. You're playing <laughs> horrible. You're play, playing like a spoiled brat. And, uh, but yeah, uh, I was 50-50 on it because I feel like if you put the right players around Randall and you take him from being the first option and put him as a third option, that's a good third option to have, especially yeah. in, the, in that position that he has. And he, he can give you a good, you know, a good easy 15 15 10 15 he can yeah. give you a double double so he's not a bad player uh he also played with heart with heart so like you know it's just tough you, you know if you're gonna trade him you definitely gotta get a couple of picks or at least one pick and a good play off of him yeah. i would have traded him for ben simmons though oh i, I would have trade i would have done that trade i would have done wow. that trade because i think now- ben simmons is a, is a player that and Thibodeau's uh, um, coaching style would have worked. Hmm. See, that's that's interesting to me that, that you mentioned that because I didn't see much of that, of of uh, Ben Simmons, Randall swap. Uh, I mean, obviously, for, you know, because in the Sixers' eyes, they wouldn't want to, you know, put in two guys, you know, in Randall and, and Embiid, you know, something like that. But I could see a three three team deal happening where, you know, another team gets involved where Julius Randall possibly goes to Washington. Bradley Beal makes his way to Philly and Ben Simmons makes his way to New York. I don't know. Something like that could have definitely that that would have been really interesting to see. Um, but there was also another trade coming to the Knicks, bro. No, no, I'm saying Bradley Beal to the to Philly. Oh no, Bradley Beal ain't no. Hey, listen, yeah, ain't nobody going to to the Knicks. Nah, nah, I don't know, I don't know. But ain't nobody coming I, to the Knicks. <laughs> what, I, what I was gonna mention though was there was a trade proposal, not a proposal, but there was a trade scenario that I saw, and I want to get your take on it. I believe it was Bobby Marks or Zach Lowe who mentioned it on NBA Today. I don't know. It was a few months ago though, where they said, you know, they trade Alec Burks, Evan Fournier, and Kemba Walker. For Russell Westbrook. Now, okay, before you, you get it, I just wanna wanna analyze this real quick. So on the Lakers side, right? Uh you get three guys for the price of one, one guy who has not been working for your team. You get Kemba, who yeah, sure he's washed, but come off your bench because LeBron is basically your point guard. You bring in two guys you can automatically plug into your starting lineup in Burks and Fournier. You got a nice squad there. And all you had to give up was Russell Westbrook, who has not been playing too well for them, right? And on the flip side of things, in New York, you get a Russell Westbrook-type talent, a man that has, you know what, second half of the season, Russ, is MVP Russ because he averages a triple-double, he plays defense. I mean, he, it's not like he doesn't do that before. It's just now he does it on a more consistent basis, and and he plays with so much heart and energy. It's I'm not saying he is Kobe, you know, rest in peace to the Mamba, but – he has a Kobe type mentality where he'll give it his 110% every single time he's on the court. Would you have been happy with a trade like that? Give me yes or no and why. So I'm glad you reminded me that trade. I actually, I would have been okay with it. So yes. Hmm, interesting. Wow. Okay. So, so tell me why. Tell me why. So you get, you, I mean, you, you Russell Westbrook, I mean, the only issue with him was his contract. Right. He getting paid too much. But another guy that I feel like would fit in Thibodeau's coaching style, mm-hmm. he doesn't really play defense that he's not a bad defender, but everything else, man, he makes everybody around him better. Look at what he did with Oklahoma. Right. And we have good players in the Knicks. We just need that. Like, we need a point guard that can 
just take over. And right. Russell is that player that can break defense. And he's uh what is it uh pass first uh point guard. Yeah. I in my opinion, he likes to pass the ball first, even though he's gonna get his his he's gonna get his, yeah. Two, you know, <laughs> yeah. but you know, he's gonna get his 10 uh assists. So yeah, I would have been that would have been a good and I man, the hype, you know, this guy just let's say getting a I steal, agree. yeah, break uh dunking, getting the fans all riled up, up you know, like. I think that would have been a great, a great trade. Yeah, I agree because because you definitely would have heard us later on, <laughs> money wise. Right, right. But, well, you know, I could see that, but I also see. I mean, I would see that mainly if if they offered him a contract, like right after this season. Because if you think about it, he really only has another year left in his deal because he has one player option, and that's coming up this coming up off season. So in the year twenty twenty three, he's actually off your books, right? No, not twenty twenty three. I'm sorry. 20, 2024. yeah, no, 2023. Yeah, because it's this season. Yeah, 2023. So, he has, so 2023, he's off your books, unless you want to re-sign him, right? So it's not really that much of a hit that you guys would take. And he'd bring more, like you said, that energy. And you mentioned it yourself. Knicks fans are, you know, they're wild, right? Like they, they love, that's one of the loudest arenas in the NBA, right? So having a player like Russ with, with so much animation and so much heart, you know, he's somebody... And, and I want to, I basically want to ask you, do you think he's somebody that could thrive in a situation like that? Because he, he played in OKC, not a really loud market. He played in Houston, not that loud market, except for playoffs, but he played there in the bubble. And Washington also, I mean, it was COVID season. So do you think he would have been a player that could fit into that Knicks ambiance, I guess? Yeah, I, I feel like he would have. I mean, it's the same as LA. He's not really thriving over there. <laughs> Like, I don't know. <laughs> you got LeBron. You got right. LeBron there. You got Anthony Davis. And uh, Russell's a career, and I, I hear this a lot from Max Kellerman, the first season of the half, he doesn't really play that well. He doesn't. <laughs> Not the second all. half of the season, yep. you get another type of Russell Westbrook. So, yeah, man, I think it would have been a great pickup. Um, it it would have definitely been a great pickup. And I think it would have helped RJ too, you know. Mm. But here's the thing: like these tra- the, that trade would have been great. But the problem with the Knicks is we're either going young, we're either trying to make it to the playoff, or just tank. Like you know, mm-hmm. like play the young guys. So it's like right. if we would have done that, that means all these young guys they're gonna eventually get traded because yeah. you're not gonna get Russell Westbrook just to you know just to have play. him. Yeah, right. you're not gonna do that. Like you're gonna want to make a push to the playoffs and try to make it to the finals, you're going to need a different piece with that. You can't. Westbrook and Randall, you can't do that. And but RJ, he's a great player, but he still has, you know, he still has, he's still in development, to, in, in my opinion. Yeah. I would have loved it, but, you know, yeah. I'm the, let the young guys play. Right. And, and speaking of your young guys, you, you guys have a lot. You guys have a few. You got RJ Barrett. You got Quickly. You got Cam Reddish. You got Obi Toppin. You got Mitchell Robinson. You got five solid young cats, you know, and they're all basically playing behind veterans, you know. So who's who's the young guy that you're most excited about? Right now, RJ. Mm. Because he has he has he's he has the minutes. So mm. he he's right. definitely improved. Like he started kind of slow this season, but he's now yeah. 
he had a week or I think it was a whole week or two where he was averaging almost 30 points a game. Yeah, no, he was balling. Yeah, he yeah. was killing it. So you see those glimpses and he's like, the future's bright for him. Right. And I like his demeanor. I like how he carries himself. Again, comparing him to your superstar player, right, Randall, <laughs> the way he's handled this season compared yeah. to Randall is like, I love it, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, RJ. RJ Barrett. RJ. Now, there's a couple of the other young guys that – I just I just want them to have minutes, man. I like Yeah. No, I agree. I think that you know, you guys got a lot of good I mean Quentin Grimes is somebody I didn't even name because yeah. Grimes is in the G League, but he's a baller. Like, yo, he's he's fun to watch. You know, I'm not again wait, Quentin Grimes. He's a shooter. Like, look at me, I'm asking. He's a he's a shooting guard. Is yeah. McBride. He's like a shooting guard. Yeah, McBride is another one too. That, that's that's he, too. He's nasty. Miles McBride is dumb. He's dumb nice too. Like they got a bunch. They got a bunch of these young cats, and I see them. And like again, I'm a Nets fan, so I gotta hate the Knicks. <laughs> but I like I like seeing them play. You know, especially last season, I had a lot, I had a lot of fun watching them play. Um, you know, one guy that I would like to mention is Emmanuel quickly, only because he's got that swagger to him. He's got the, you know, he's got the shot, but at the same time, he's hit like that second year slump. You know, which happens a lot. It is what it is. Uh, but it's not what the Knicks needed. You know, so. It would be but, nice to see him progress a little bit more, but and you I know, that's you off, bro. But the issue with with quickly, is yeah, time minutes, yeah, it's minutes. Like the kid, <laughs> that's facts. He had a lot of minutes last year, yeah, this rookie season, and this season, he goes one game, he'll play twenty minutes, and then next he plays four minutes. Like yeah, it's too inconsistent for him. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh shout out Alonzo Trier. I remember when y'all had him. I, I was like, I was so excited to see him. Like, yeah. bro, he was good for he was good his rookie year, and then they just stopped playing him. So I was like, yo, what is this, bro? That makes no sense to me. But you know, I don't know. The Knicks are uh you know, they're 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 a mess. But I do want to ask you a bright spot on your team. Like, like what's something that you're actually excited for? And I know you mentioned, you know, the young guys and stuff, you know, RJ is but like, you know, if RJ is that bright spot, you know, cool, but What's the one thing that you're like, okay, you know, this season has been whatever, but at least this one thing is we got going good for ourselves. Like, what's that one thing that you think? It's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Wow, I'm thinking right here because it's hard, man. Now, if we compare it again to years before, we've been very inconsistent you know, even from coaches, two years, and then they get fired. You right. know, Thibodeau, I, I'm not – I like him. He's a coach, but he has that issue where he plays – he overplays his, his players. Right. Uh, you mentioned earlier with Derrick Rose, he got hurt, right? He played him right. a little too much. It happened this season already with RJ. With RJ, yeah. He was Scary. losing by a couple uh, points. Like, I think it was 10 points or something. Yeah. We were just getting whooped. And – he let RJ play and he got hurt. Um, but what I do like is we have we have cap space. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> you gotta uh, be heavy over cap space. <laughs> and I, what what I do like, bro, to be honest, is the fact that we have a lot of young players. Even yeah. though they're not getting to, uh, their minutes yet, you know, I, I like how they play. I like the the, the confidence I see right. in them. You know, sooner or later, whether it's Tibbs or whatever, if he gets let's let's go, 
um, they're going to get their time. Yeah. And, you know, not saying or trying to compare it to, like, let's say OKC, where they had three stars in their team, you know? Yeah. I don't think we have three stars, but we have five, six good, solid players. Right. That can help out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's good to have that. Even if you want to trade them later on to get a, 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 a star player, that'll help, you know? So yeah. right now we're looking like where we at. We'll find out by the, uh, you know, by the end of the season, the off season, whether we're going to play the young guys or what we're going to do. Right. But yeah, the future is bright. I mean, we can only go up, you know? Yeah. So, say I mean, that every year, but <laughs> that's, that's big fan. I'm about to say, yeah, you know, it's crazy because uh, y'all Knicks fans are, are really just like Cowboys fans. Because I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm like every year, bro, like this year's our year, and then we always end up losing. Nah, I'm comparing you. Never comparing say we're winning, we just get hyped for one win. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. listen, 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 listen. That one win last year, y'all was going crazy, crazy outside the garden. We we finally won a playoff. Did you talking about a, a team that sucked for years, bro? Like, come on, hey like. man, listen, listen, listen. We haven't won a championship since I don't even remember. I don't even think I was alive last time the Cowboys won. Thing is, though, uh, yeah, I see that a lot. It's, it's that's a whole topic for another conversation. Shout out my Cowboys. But uh, my other question now, though, is what is what do you think is the biggest reason as to what happened to the Knicks this year? Like, like what, what is the one thing I'm not going to say that this person or, or whatever you say is the, the only reason why, because there's so many reasons why this team is all up in the air, but what's the one biggest thing that you see that is wrong with this team? Just inconsistent. They're just all around from the coach, like right. the minutes he gives the players to the players themselves when they got yeah. the minutes, they they don't want they'll play two good games and the third game they're like they'll they'll, they'll score twenty points and the next game they score like two. Okay. So it's just inconsistent all all, all around. It's not just yeah. one thing, but I I uh, I think Julius Randle the way he's act he's been acting. I mean he's cooled it down a bit, but that the one two months he's it. It did damage. Right. It did damage. But uh, just all, all around from personnel, from coach and 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 the players, inconsistent. Yeah. There, there hasn't been anybody other than probably RJ who's been consistent. Right. And even then it's been it's been tough for him to be consistent because there's not much consistency around him. Exactly. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now that's difficult, man. It's it sucks. But you know, like you said it, it's there's only there's no place to go but up. And I think depending on how this season, you know, unfolds, especially once playoff time comes around, you know, maybe we'll see exactly where they're headed, whether they want to make that draft pick or whether they want to trade it. I don't know. The thing is they have a lot of tradable assets. So you you definitely have a lot to to look forward to. Uh, But before I let you go, man, I just want to ask you, uh, now this isn't about the Knicks, it's just about NBA in general. Who is your favorite to win it all this year? The Knicks. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and on that <laughs> note, no, <okay. laughs> we here now. Nah, um, <laughs> hmm, Memphis is looking good. Um, Memphis is looking okay. good. John Moran's having a great career. Oh yeah, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the Warriors. You got the Warriors winning it all. I got the Warriors. Hmm. So no, no Phoenix. No, you they couldn't beat the Bucks last year. 
Okay. I mean, but you got to remember, too, that the, the Suns got better. Like, they got more depth on that big man big man position. They did. They they might. Like, top three, I'll give you top three. All right. Memphis. I'm going to put the Nets, too. I can't put – I can't believe I'm putting Memphis at first. That's crazy to me. But, yeah. I uh-huh. just, now, now that I'm thinking about it, really, like they're young, they're playing really good. I'm gonna take right. that back. I'm gonna put the Nets number one. They have to win. And now with this man they coming out, they have to win one. Okay. Um, I put Phoenix two. Okay. No, I'm sorry, the Warriors two. Okay. The Warriors two, and I put the Phoenix three, and the like the. Underdogs will be Memphis. Memphis. They're so you ain't got you ain't got Philly in there then. Philly ain't going nowhere, bro. Yeah, thank you, thank you. My my only person that actually agrees with me. Philly ain't got nothing. It's just James Harden and Joel, and even then, James Harden, yo, he's his knees are basically all wobbly now at this point. Man's can't even dribble a basketball. James Harden is like out of shape, and <laughs> he he looking like me, bro. I don't, I don't know what's going. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. He's always getting hurt. So as long yeah. as you know that's that's a factor right there. Who you who yeah. do you who do you have? All right, so I don't want to speak into existence, you know. Um, yeah. I of course I want Brooklyn to win. I mean that's my that's my team. You know I was been a fan since I was born, Jersey and stuff like that. Um, but if I'm being honest, I, I haven't seen Ben yet. We haven't had a full Kyrie, KD injury history. It's, it's starting to you know starting to get there a little bit. Uh, and also, you know, even though we did shore up our, our defense and bringing in Ben and then Andre Drummond, uh, it's still looking a little, eh, you know, and then we got, we just signed Goran Dragic. So we have a, an abundance of guards because we got Cam Thomas who's ball, like just a, a lot of question marks still on the defensive side. So I'm going to say Brooklyn now. However, I will say that I can see three other teams making it. So I'm going to take out Brooklyn. So I'm, I'm going to see, I'm going to see the other three teams. I got the Suns, number one, especially if Chris Paul is healthy, because right now he's hurt. So we'll see how, how it goes. But right now I got Chris Paul and the Suns, got the Warriors because of their depth, and I got Milwaukee repeating. Only Milwaukee. reason why I got Milwaukee is because, for one thing, they did prove it last year. that Giannis, Giannis proved it last year that he can do it. But they, they, they also got in a backup center that I think could be a real factor. To helping them win it. Now I know they lost PJ, which was such a big loss for them. Oh, I forgot Miami. Nah, nah, Miami ain't got it. Miami ain't got it. Nah. But but Milwaukee, I think th- th- this team is built for the playoffs, right? Like where in seasons past, there was always playoff potential, like to make a run in the, in the in the playoffs. But the team was mainly built for for the regular season, right? But because Giannis proved it, th- there's there's something different about this team. Bringing in Serge Ibaka, trading away Dante DiVincenzo does kind of suck. But you got Connaughton playing really well. You got Wesley Matthews playing really well. Like, Connaughton, I've always hated Connaughton, but he has been doing a, an exceptional job this season on, on both ends of the court. Grayson Allen, as much as I do not like his Duke self, but he's playing playing really well, too. I think he's a good fit with the Bucs. Yeah, he's, he's a great fit with, with what they're looking for right now in him. They have a solid nine-man rotation that they can play and they don't even have Brooke Lopez. He's been out for a while because of that injury. So once he comes back, now they get another sharpshooter 
and another defender, like, you know, he's a, he's a good shot blocker. You can't rebound the ball, but they don't need to rebound the ball when you got Giannis and Middleton and Drew Holiday in there. They got good size on, on, on all positions. So I won't say that they'll beat the Nets because the Nets are only, what, a few inches away of beating them and I mean, possibly winning it all. I'm right now like a Milwaukee Bucks fan, but okay. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I have to be the team that beat us last year, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I could definitely see Milwaukee, um, you know, taking it all the way there too. Uh, but it's it's really exciting to see. Uh, I'm really excited to see how this season unfolds. Um, but Jerry, I appreciate you for hopping on this on Thanks this podcast with me. Yeah, man. Hopefully we can we can have you on real soon again. Sure. Um, hopefully the Knicks will be better by that time, or they'll that be worse. And that probably be next year. Two years from now. <laughs> you'll hey. probably get you'll probably get a good draft pick. You know, you never know. It's, hopefully, it's, I mean, it's... hey, man. I would trade. This is one thing I wanted to say that I. I, I and we, I would like for them to trade Randall just to give Obi more time. Obi Toppin deserves it. I mean, especially after um, that dunk contest. Nah. <laughs> just... nah. <laughs> That's another, another thing. But, yeah, I, I did want to mention that. Obi needs more time, man. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we got to, we gotta, you know, shout this out to Tom Thibodeau and just tell him, hey, man, play young guys. Don't worry about Taj Gibson. Hey, nobody came on no Taj Gibson. Man, this guy's playing like 35, 40 years, man. Come on. For real, bro. About to sign Luol Deng just to play 45 minutes a game. Nah, man, Cam we're done with that. And the kid's just playing. It has a, uh, hasn't been playing. He played like 20, 10, 15 minutes. Nah, he, need, he, he needs minutes. He needs, he needs time, minutes. man. He's he nice. Needs he's nice, bro. And he's a solid defender. That's what Tibbs wants. I don't know, man. The, the Knicks are. They're probably trying to get Zion. They're probably going to trade Randall for Zion. Hey, man. Hey, man, listen, I, I said that once Cam went there, I could see them training the entire team except for RJ and Cam and then firing Tom Thibodeau and making Mike Krzyzewski their head coach now that Mike is – now that he's retiring yeah, from Mark Duke. Jackson, bro. We need Mark Jackson. Mark ja- – yo, get Mark Jackson the head coaching job, Jackson. man. This is, I've, been, I've, been, I've been saying that for years, Mark Jackson. Yeah, no. I, I really thought the Nets were going to get him, but, you know, instead we ended up with Steve Nash. Whatever. But anyway, guys, thank you for joining. Please uh, like, subscribe, and hit the like button down below. Shout us out to all your fans, friends, family, dogs, cats, all over the world. Please, we are on all social media platforms. And if this video does end up on YouTube, uh, please, again, also shout us out. And have a good night and peace.